here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is Happening. Here on a Tuesday for you hearing this. Gonna do two shows this week. Yes. Like we're supposed to. Exactly. I'm uh I hopefully we'll have uh, more clothes by the by the second What's time. What's going on? Why don't you have any clothes? All my luggage buddy? is gone. Why do you check luggage? Well, I was gone for a long enough time that I pretty much had to. How many days were you gone? Uh twelve. You went on vacation for twelve days? I was gone for twelve days, yeah. Jesus. I know. I was working while I was gone. You know, there was some some remote work in there, but yeah, it was it was. I would love if I could carry on that much. I would know. have just done laundry somewhere. I think. Yeah, I thought about that. I wish I had known the one uh, hotel room I was in for a couple days. Remember the one I told you about last week on the show? It was sort of like the the luxury condo turned into a hotel. Yeah, yeah. I had a washer dryer in there. If I had known, I would have been prepared. Well, I, I just. It's so exp- one. Here's the, the my main argument against checking bags is the time suck. It blows. You have the, to get the, there so much earlier. I don't. It, it's. It, I get there at the same time whether I check bags or not. Yeah, but you've gotten burned by this before. I have gotten burned by this before. I, I where where like I get there two minutes late and they're like, sorry, it's over. You know, there's less than an hour to your flight. But but usually the time suck is at the end when you're just like waiting. And standing at the ramp or, or at the baggage return waiting. That's where I can't take it. So am I led to believe that you stood at the baggage return in vain uh, on your based on your uh, I don't have enough clothes or whatever? Yeah, there was there was a real part of me, right, that was like, I already kind of knew the bags might get lost. Why? Like, just because, oh, I, did I not tell you what happened? No. Maybe I didn't fill you in on the full story. We, I showed we up for my spoken. flight This home. happened, as far as I know, like yesterday. So I have no uh, yeah. idea. I showed up for my flight home mm-hmm. and everything's perfect, right? Like I knew going in the flight was delayed by like a half an hour. But if you check flight aware, the plane was already at the airport. I'm like, all right, they're just doing something. It's it's a half hour delay. I get to the airport, check my bag, look at the departure screen. It still says the same time, the half hour delay. I go through clear and through security and I get to the gate. And by the time I get to the gate, it's chaos because they've canceled the flight. Oh, geez. Yeah. Now, did this have anything to do with the hurricane? Because you were coming from the West no. Coast. No, it had. I, it, I think it had literally nothing to do with the hurricane. All right, so it's chaos. They've canceled the it's, flight. They canceled the flight. What do you do so, in that moment? I get on the phone. Exactly. And you know what the other move to do is? You go back through security. You oh, go really? to the front. Well, because yeah. everyone lines up at the gate like morons. You got to get on there the was, phone. There was there was half the people lined up at the gate, and right next to it was their little you know behind the gate customer service, and the other half of the people were lined up there. Yeah, so there's you got to wait in those long lines. But if you just go back through security again, you dig like up yeah. front. Oftentimes, there's no one there. I've done there's that no move. There. Yeah, I was headed that way and called and got somebody on the phone somehow right away. All right, so you got somebody on the phone, and they're like, "What do they tell you?" They said, uh, we already rebooked you on a flight tonight, um, a flight tonight that, uh, you know, it was the red eye. And I was there at seven in the morning. Right. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. We can, we can do better than that. Yeah. And they found me a flight on United through Cleveland. So I had to make a connection. I gave up the nonstop, but I'm like, get me off the West Coast and I can deal with it from there. Wait, and so they bought you a flight on another airline? Yes. How do you ask them to do that? I've never actually made that work. I never asked them. They offered. And what was this? Alaskan Airlines? Yeah, it was it Alaska. must be a partner. It, well, I, I would imagine that behind the scenes, right, they do this shit all the time. And every like quarter or year, they're like, okay, we gave 300 out on your airline. How many did you give out on ours? And they're like, 150. And they're like, well, then you owe us for 150 fares. Uh, well, I, no, I'm saying like, I wonder if they're like known partners. I don't think they are. I dude, I've had it I've had this happen before where like th- not even known partners. They'll book you on other airlines. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, because Alaska apparently is part of the One World Alliance, and the only Ameri- domestic airline I know of that does that is uh, American Airlines. But anyway, so you get through Cleveland, you get back to so yeah, that's when I would have been like, yeah, these bags are fucked because. Well, also- also, too, my connection in Cleveland was way tight. It was already a tight connection, and then the flight was 45 minutes late. Oh, yeah. So You were yeah, never getting the these whole... bags. Correct. So I pretty much already knew that I might be in trouble, that I was on the wrong airline, that it had to come off a canceled flight, get on the right flight, then make that quick connection. I'm like, there's no way. Now, did, so you, did you have, like, you know, I think it's Delta, where they'll, like, they'll be like, your bags are on the plane, your bags are off the plane. Do they do any of that? With, no. Uh, so no. here's the other thing. If you're going to check bags, and I'm, this is not helpful after the fact, but if you're going to go to the trouble of checking the bags, you've got to put air tags in them. Well, I'll give you this, even this, this just way, way more practical tip because, because, you know, you might get there and realize you have to check a bag and there's no place to buy air tags at the airport. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep the, the baggage receipt. Did you not? <laughs> I did. I did all the way. I had it, dude, in my pocket when I was deboarding, when I was deplaning. I remember looking at it and somehow when I got down to the baggage area, I'd lost it. Oh, Christ, man. I know. So, so. <laughs> But do do you have name tags on your bags or no? Do I have name tags on my bags? Just the, the, no. So how the fuck, if somebody were to come upon this bag, if it were to get lost, how would they ever begin the process of getting it back to you? Okay, well, first of all, it is it does have a a, a code on it from Alaska Airlines. That's fine, but but, but what I'm getting at is like if somebody else finds it and they don't have the the wherewithal to contact Alaska Airlines, there's not something on it that's like Ryan Sampson, 555-2472, so they can be like, I have your bag. No, but I guess I get what you're saying, but I've always taken the assumption of the name tag is stupid because the baggage tag has your name on it. Fine. Maybe like it says it says Samson R on and every piece of check baggage. Sure, but you you don't think you you, you don't want to increase your odds. Yeah, I, this is the first time I've ever had a problem. Well, have we learned anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, don't let your flight get canceled. So so all right. So there's no tags on there except the luggage receipt. The uh, tag thing, the white sticky thing that yeah. you also don't have the corresponding receipt for. I do now. I do have the corresponding. I I was able to. I don't. I didn't find. I lost the one that was in my pocket. But through some, uh, you know, through some talking to some people, I got the numbers again. But it mm-hmm. took me a few minutes, so it would have been worth it to just keep the paper in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Or the air tags. Really, the air tags would have been the best thing. Because oftentimes I've found, and this is, I don't necessarily find this with luggage, but I do have to ship a lot of stuff around the country. UPS or FedEx or whatever, they'll be like, we don't necessarily, it's not showing in our system. I'll be like, well, it's in your fucking warehouse. I see it right there. I can see it from my house. It's in this (laughs) warehouse. Go find it. And that's useful. Well, I don't know if it would have been that useful this time because they literally... uh, Neither airline could figure out where my luggage was. This is why I'm telling you it would have been useful because you would have been able to tell them the dot is right there. There. And so far, they they, they claim to have found one of my bags. And How many bags inbound. did you check? Two. All right. By the way, that's too many bags, even though you were traveling for, for 12 days. Take a carry-on and take a, a one suitcase to check. Okay, so I had we can go over this. I don't I don't we don't need to get we did the show doesn't need to be that boring. Okay. No, you'll just, understand. You'll understand why I had to do two. Is it your equipment? Yes. Mm. Is is the is my carry-on. Now, now this was also a choice, right? Is because one bag that I checked is a garment bag. It's it like you can hang shirts in it and it's supposed to be made for like Six shirts, but I stuff it a little full, and I think I had this time I had four suit jackets and like fifteen shirts in it. Okay, and you fold it right, and it's a and it carries on. You're allowed to carry it on, mm-hmm. but it's fucking heavy, and I didn't feel like carrying it around this time, mm. so well, I checked it. We've learned our lesson there. <laughs> yes, and so and then I had a uh, so the back my carry-on was my computer and my microphone which by the way got flagged once because the microphone looked exactly like a gun on the x-ray i saw it it's like oh shit um and 
Yeah, so that's it. So I the equipment carried on, and then I had so a you suitcase. Had, you had it was two... my underwear and T-shirts and pants and deodorant and shit like that. So the reason that you had two carry-ons was that you insist on dressing like a magician. And the just multiple different suit jackets in Los Angeles. <laughs> I only had a few, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know that I like that I, I like. I a likes, he likes a little bit of flair. That's right. Um, all right. So the they call you, so you don't know what bag is coming to you. I have no idea what bag is coming. They called me at five thirty in the morning. Which what the fuck? I get that people want their shit back. Okay. But that is absurdly early. Hey, because like you're basically being like, hey, hello, it's me, the airline. You know that thing we fucked up? Uh, I've, I've unfucked part of it, but now I've also woken you up. Uh, anyway, it'll be there. Do you get any compensation for that? Uh, I have not worked that part out yet, but I'm definitely going to be finding some compensation over this. You know, there's part of me that like I call I text you the other day because the reason you know about this is I text you yesterday and I, you're the one that I know that travels the most. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mark, when they've lost your luggage in the past, how much have you asked for? And you've said, I said, they've never lost my luggage because I don't check bags. So uh, you were a lot of help. And I said, but if I did, and this is not helpful right now, but I would put air tags in them. So that's... Yeah, a little too late. Yeah. But I've, I'm starting to do the math in my head. If they do lose one of my suitcases, how much money do I ask for to replace all the clothes in it? Mm. I don't know. I mean, how much did the clothes cost? That's what I'm... That's See, that's where I'm trying to do the math in my head. But you know that, it, that you're never going to get... There's no way to prove what was in there. Right. So this is going to just be such a clusterfuck. Exactly. I, that's why... They're going to give you like 500 bucks, if that. Oh, that would not replace the clothes on my suitcase. I know that. Now, they call at 530. They're like, be home all day? Or what do you get on that? What, what's the... How's that work? No. Okay. Because... So I'm staying with... Kate, I already have. I'm already difficult what, because did you of the lake pause, house in the apartment. You paused like you were about to come out. Then, like what? what? <laughs> no, I'm already difficult on this situation because I have the lake house and the and the apartment, and and I don't love getting things delivered to the apartment because it's just a cluster in the city sometimes. Yeah, like they might not get you. They they, they there's no doorman in my building, so mm. I. I, I told him, I'm like, you don't know when these are coming. You don't know where the bags are. I'm staying at Kate's house in Queens right now. And they said, oh, GPS, take us to Kate's house. Yes. And so I said, when you find the bags, call me and I'll tell you where I'm at. You can deliver them to me where I'm at. So they found one bag. They called me at five this morning and they said, uh, we can send it to you. And I'm like, great. I'm in Queens. Send it to Queens. Let us know when you find the other one. So how much time are you giving them before you start? Like, like they've found this bag, but it's been delayed by a day, roughly. How, by more than a day, yeah. Are you, are you charging them for this time in some way? Or if they get your shit back to you, are you just going to be like, all right, we're good? I mean, there's part of me that's like, all right, we're good. Because the, the, the time and hassle of getting compensated is almost worth not getting compensated. I agree with you. There are times where you spend so much time on on the phone to get, you know, let's say a hundred dollar credit or something where it's like this was not worth the the time that I put they, into it. I did get a hundred dollar credit, though, because my TV didn't work. Did you? It, uh, OK, I don't even bring that up to the <laughs> I'm just like what you know, well, like, it wasn't it wasn't just me. There was a bunch of people like in our in my little section that their TVs weren't working. And, and the guy came over and was like, OK, I'm going to reset them. And then everyone's TV worked except for mine. And he noticed he's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'll get I'll send you a credit. And I'm like, great. Or he's like, would you like five thousand miles or one hundred dollars? And I'm like, I'll take the hundred dollars. You were like, I was really looking forward to watching the blind side on this flight. <laughs> now my travel is ruined. <laughs> Did he give you any free drinks or anything? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good job. Too. How got, come every f- male flight attendant, and I don't want to say that I think they're all one thing, but they are all very sassy. I can see that. Why do you think that is? I, I don't know. Have you ever been like, that fucking flight attendant is a manly man? It's literally never happened. I've lived with two flight attendants. Maybe we can get one on one day and you can you can quiz them. I Just like, is there something about it where it's... Like, let me put it to you this way. There's a lot of bakeries, I think, that don't want to make 
fucking wedding cakes for flight attendants, male flight attendants. That's, it just seems to be how that goes. Okay. I don't know that, the, that there's, I don't know what's behind Like, that. you've never seen a male flight attendant be like, I'm getting the fuck off this plane and pull out on their Harley. It's just never taken place. I'm sure it has. It's just not as, uh, not as you know, frequent as you might imagine. Yeah, I, okay. I, I guess. <laughs> Is being a male flight attendant being like a male nurse of the medical profession? You know when somebody's like, oh, I'm a, I work in the medical field. And, you know, because of social norms, we're like, oh, doctor? And there's like, no, I'm a nurse. I'm and a then nurse, you're just like, yeah. huh. Like, is that, like, if somebody's like, I work at the airlines, you'd be like, you, sir, due to years and years of misogyny, I imagine you're a pilot, right? And he goes, no, flight attendant. And you flight go, attendant. huh, interesting. I think there's something to that. What's the difference between a purser and a normal flight attendant? Is there a difference? Do you know what I'm talking I've about? I've never even heard of a purser. A purser is like, I think they have them in first class. Purser. What role does a purser serve on the cabin team? Welcome to another episode of Mark and Ryan Google Shit. <laughs> uh, I think it's like, the per- this says the purser is a fully trained cabin crew member who also takes on additional management responsibilities and tasks. If I was the pilot's union, I'd be like, hey, why don't I get to be the purser? I'm the one that's taking on flying the plane. It seems right? as though I have the most responsibility here. Bit different job. I Go ahead. Anyway, that's a purser. A purser's just the one that's like kind of, I think it's like the head flight attendant. Maybe a couple pursers here and there have driven Harleys. Do you think working the first class cabin is the desired job or the undesired that's job? That's a great question. Because you have a smaller group of people, but you have to attend to them all the time. Yeah, there's Whereas definitely in the, more entitlement. Yeah. But... It's when you go back from first class to, you know, I just, by the way, I disagree with you. I think there's way more entitlement in coach than there is in first class. I don't know, man, because listen, you might have the attitude, but they're taking care of you. So you don't know it. Whereas back there, like there's, there's a lot of entitlement. I think in all of, all of the videos you see of people going crazy on planes are never in first class. That is true. That is true. Now I will say that anytime I'm sitting in first class, there's a part of me that's like, this isn't that much different then coach and then every so often like you know the first class bathroom will be full even though it's the same bathroom but i'm like i'm just gonna head to the back when you go through that curtain it's like you're entering a motherfucking zoo it is (laughs) it really is a different world back there you're like oh god how did they fit this many people in here where i just was yeah. Your flight's all calm and everything's good and you think it's peaceful and you go behind the curtain and there's stuffed animals flying and there's drinks in the aisle. And yeah. Oh, people people just have their legs in the aisle because there's not <laughs> enough space. You're trying to make your way to the back to use the bathroom. And you have to like grab some bald guy's head to make yourself stable. Horrible. Like, I've really sort of set out, right? Like... It, I don't do it all the time because sometimes it's just way too expensive, way too. Ex- but but if I'm on the West Coast now, every once in a while on the way home, I'll be like, okay, how much is a first class ticket? I can't, I can't. It's just too long of a flight. About a quarter of the time, I'll be like, okay, I can afford that. Yeah, it's it's too. I can't, I can't do it. I don't. I, it's I, so much nicer though, and like you try for the upgrade, and when you get the upgrade, it's amazing. That's you know that's one reason why I volunteer a lot. Volunteer what to get compensation? No, to to get bumped off a flight. Well, yeah, but you're normally volunteering because you're. Well, I never volunteer. First of all, because one, anything they're going to give me, I probably already have. You know, like I don't need more airline miles. Also, I never volunteer because oftentimes I am flying to work related events, and I've already set a schedule to in right. order to not be away from home longer than I have to be. Right. So, but I, I, I oftentimes will be going on vacation or, you know, uh, something where I do have a little bit of, of, uh, leeway. And if you volunteer and they bump you, I've only ever had it happen once that I've gotten bumped off that a volunteer and gotten bumped off a flight and they haven't put me in first class on when they rebooked me. Hmm. 
So you get whatever money they give you, the $800 or whatever you, you agree to to get bumped. And then most of the time, especially if you're really nice to them and if you have to ask, but they'll put you in first class when you get bumped. Sometimes, and that's how I fly first class most of the time. Sometimes if they ask like what I need to get off the flight, I'll be like $5,000. <laughs> They're always like, what? And I'm like, you asked. Well, I don't understand. I think it's Delta that asks you ahead of time. Like, like, hey, like, hey, we're going to fuck up here. So if we do, what are we looking at to? Yeah. Like, how much would it take to get you off the flight? And I put in every time I put in a ridiculous number and then it kicks back like the maximum amount is 800. I'm like, okay, then I'm putting 800. Yeah. Like, I don't understand somebody who goes up and says, ah, well, you know, 250 seems fair. I, I mean, there are those people like there are those people that are and you can look or you can look at this two different ways. One, you can look at this. Um, that customer service has gotten so fucked up in America because people take advantage of it and they're not realistic. But then the other side is there are those people that are like, ah, it wasn't that big of an inconvenience for them to lose my suitcase. Why do I get anything? You know what I mean? It's like the John Mulaney, like, like pour soup in my lap. Like, yeah, $100 sounds nice. And then there's the other person that's like, my flight got in 15 minutes late. I want 11 grand. You know, right. like. Right. And, and that's why. And America, I think, features far more of the latter. Um, myself probably included there. Because, and it's only because you feel like every big company and big corporation, the deck is so stacked against you with rules and regulations and bullshit that you're like, you want to try and take every inch that you can. Yep. Because they're going to do it to you. Do you think that, right. Exactly. Um, do you want to talk about this country singer? Yeah, uh, did anything else that. happen uh, to you in, in LA or whatever? Did you make it out of the hurricane? I made it out of, uh, I made it out of hurricane. Yeah, and I guess yeah, they had an earthquake too. Yeah, I was on the. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was texting with a friend of mine. He's like, "Holy shit, the wall just moved." No, oh, so so on top of three inches of rain or whatever it is that they got in L.A., they uh, they got a, a five point one earthquake too. That sucks. It doesn't that's seem like that's any major damage though. That's sort of just more like a really rather than like a, oh shit. I mean, sure. But uh, anything, anything of note happened the rest of your if trip I out there? If I think of it, I'll bring it back. Great. I, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing that's sticking out right now. Okay. Well, uh, so there's this new country singer. We didn't talk about this at all last week because I just didn't give a shit. Uh, Oliver Anthony. Are you familiar with this guy? I've seen the picture. I've not heard the song yet, and I know about the guy. Yeah, it's basically like he's the new... Like the like, they act like they like found him singing in the woods, and yes. So he apparently, you know, didn't speak out, and then you know, it's like the, he's got this song. What the hell is it? Uh, Richmond, North Richmond, of North of Richmond. Just like what? What? What is this? Like a Ted Lasso anthem? I don't. Uh, <laughs> but his whole thing is it's fine. I, I take no issue with the man getting famous, but. However, there's some clear there's some clear shit in this guy's politics that I do not like and I will say I low key hate his manager said because he said things like God has chosen to speak through Oliver, which oh. is a big fucking stupid thing to say. <laughs> Let me read you uh Oliver Anthony music. Let me read you his uh okay. His Facebook posts. It's been difficult as I browse through the 50,000 plus messages and emails I've received in the last week. The stories that have been shared paint a brutally honest picture. Suicide, addiction, unemployment, anxiety, and depression, hopelessness, and the list goes on. I'm sitting in such a weird place in my life right now. I never wanted to be a full-time musician, much less sit at the top of the iTunes charts. I gotta be honest, this is a commentary from me, Mark, right now. I do not believe you. I don't believe you. Um... Draven from Radio West Virginia and I filmed these tunes on my land with the hope that it may hit 300k views. I still don't quite believe what has went on since we uploaded that. It's just strange to me. Um, another note from me. I think I think they're up to like 24 million views or some crazy thing. Like The song has gone super viral. Uh-huh. People in the music industry give me blank stares when I, brought off, when I brush off $8 million offers. I don't want six tour buses, 15 tractor trailers, and a jet. Another note from me, Mark. I also think you're lying again. Now, you can look at that and you can say, Mark, that's just because that's what you would want and you guys have different priorities. Maybe, but eh, really? You don't want the $8 million offers? Sure. 
I don't want to play stadium shows. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by someone feeling the words in the very moment they were being sung. No editing, no agent, no bullshit. Just some idiot and his guitar. The style of music that we should have never gotten away from in the first place. See, this is where we start to turn. This is where it starts to be like, like it should have was in grandpappy's days. Um, so that being said... I have actually never taken time to tell you who I... So that being said, I've never taken the time to tell you who I actually am. Here's a formal introduction. Oh, okay. My legal name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. My grandfather was Oliver Anthony. And Oliver Anthony Music is a dedication not only to him, but 1930s Appalachia, where he was born and raised. Dirt floors, seven kids, hard times. At this point, I'll gladly go by Oliver because everyone knows me as such. But my friends and, fri- friends and family still call me Chris. You can decide for yourself. Either is fine. In 2010, I dropped out of high school at age 17. I have a GED from Spruce Pine, North Carolina. I worked multiple plant jobs in western North Carolina, my last being at the paper mill in McDowell County. I worked third shift six days a week for $14.50 an hour in a living hell. In 2013, I had a bad fall at work and fractured my skull. It forced me to move back home to Virginia. Due to complications from the injury, it took me six months or so before I could work again. Okay. From 2014 until just a few days ago, I've worked outside sales in the industrial manufacturing world. My job has taken me all over Virginia and into the Carolinas, getting to know tens of thousands of other blue-collar workers on job sites and factories. I've spent all day, every day, for the past 10 year, for the last 10 years hearing the same story. People are so damn tired of being neglected, divided, and manipulated. Okay, there's one more page to this post that I'm going to read now. <laughs> It's like, still there's, going. There's a fucking long introduction. Oh of my lot god! Of yeah, it. like is, if dude. somebody came up to you at a party and introduced themselves like this. Oh, I think they were absolutely fucking insane. You'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me!" I just said hi. <laughs> in 2019, I paid ninety-seven thousand five hundred dollars for the property and still owe about sixty thousand on it. I'm living in a twenty-seven foot camper with a tarp on the roof that I got off of Craigslist for seven hundred and fifty dollars. We'd be like, "Hey, bro, maybe rethink one of those eight million dollar offers." Um, there's nothing very, there's nothing special about me. I'm not a good musician. I'm not a very good person. I spent the last five years struggling with mental health and using alcohol to drown it. I am sad to see the world in the state it's in with everyone fighting with each other. I spent many nights feeling hopeless and that the greatest country on earth is quickly fading away. That being said, I hate the way the internet has divided all of us. The internet is a parasite that infects the minds of humans and has their way with them. Hours wasted, goals forgotten, loved ones sitting in houses with each other distracted all day by technology made by the hands of other poor souls in sweatshops in a foreign land. When is enough enough? When are we going to fight for what is right again? Millions have died protecting the liberties we have. Freedom of speech is such a precious precious gift. Never in a world in world history has the world had the freedom it currently does. Don't let them take that away from you. Just like those once wandering the desert, we have lost our way from God and let false idols distract us and divide us. It's a damn shame. This is like when you're at Thanksgiving with your fucking uncle and you're like, can you pass the gravy? And ten <laughs> minutes later, you're like, what? What is this guy talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Because I hear him on some level. I get the point he's trying to make. I mean, sure, but there's there's part of me that like who who grew up in the the Appalachia with, you know, with relatives with dirt floors. It's it's there is a choice in the matter in which you live your life and you pick the you pick the wrong path. Additionally, additionally. If you're the guy that has the platform to introduce yourself because of your song going viral on the internet, it's weird to me to be like, and you know what? While I'm here, fuck the internet. Like, it's like, oh, all well, right. Yeah, that is the thing is like if the guy takes his $8 million job or takes a, takes a, which by the way, from what I understand about record deals, Mark, is, is anyone offering a one hit wonder an $8 million deal? Mm. Mm, probably not. Um, like I'm sure he's getting record offers and, but, but I would, I wouldn't think that they're attached to an $8 million guaranteed paycheck. I'm sure it's like they'd have to recoup the costs and all that Exactly. Exactly. But whatever the, the the point is, I, I get him for not wanting to be famous. I understand that. Okay. Like, like he, he made a song and it's turned out famous. He's like, this isn't what I really want to do. I totally get that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the getting mad about the world being divided while you're fat shaming people 
Why you're fat shaming poor people? Wait, wait, how did he do that? Uh, see right here. Hold on. Where's where's the lyric? Let me get this one because this one was like, a, oh wow. Oh, the lyric in the song. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. See that clever little rhyme there? Oh, is that the song? Yeah. I mean, like you can't you can't say that I'm tired of the world being divided when you're just plain old fat shaming people for like literally no reason. It's nothing that they think. It's nothing that they do. It's it's just like, oh, I think you're fat and you're poor. Well, fuck you. Well, this is an anti-welfare song. That's what it is. Yeah. So you're 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 putting yourself on a certain side of the issue. We know it. Also, once you start coming from the country and your manager is saying God is speaking through you. What am I supposed to take from that as a liberal man? Because you seem just like another in a long line of fucking psychopaths. Well, anytime that you think God is speaking with you, you might want to examine what's going on. God, like how, did, how did you get to be the one that God is talking to? Uh, hold on. Let's look up the lyrics to the rich man. Of oh, I've North got them right here. I, I hear that they're, um, they're, they're kind of, again, they don't like taxing of the dollar. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home, and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame for what the world's gotten to. For people like me and people like you, wish I could just wake up and it's not be true. But it is. Oh, it is. Living in the new world with an old soul, these men north of Richmond, oh, sorry, these rich men north of Richmond, Lord knows they all just want to take control or have total control. You know, that's what you think. What? Are you, you, uh, why don't I be I the one that read. reads things on the show? Want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do because your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end because of rich men north of Richmond. I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. This is the, the I mean, you don't you don't hear a lot of songs that are going to invoke Jeffrey Epstein Island. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that's I was trying to figure out what the fuck he meant by that, but you I know, it's so. a play sure. on words with miners and miners. And, you know, children, yeah. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the obese milking wel- welfare. Fuck this guy. This guy's views blow. <laughs> I know a lot of people share them, okay? But that doesn't make them correct because I have to imagine the reason a lot of people on welfare uh, also have weight gain would be because would be because we they only make enough money to afford shitty food that we make Absolute them eat. Absolute shitty food. No, Mark, it's because they eat so much steak off the free welfare that they're just rolling it. Yeah. Well, God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Fuck, fuck off. <laughs> Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground because all this damn country does is keep kicking them down. Uh-huh. Dude, this, like, look, if you feel this way and he's saying it in the woods and it's how, it's how he really feels, I feel for him because it sounds like he's hurting, but that doesn't make him right. No. And, and just and because it, a lot of other people feel this way doesn't make that right. Listen, I grew up in this town. Like this is this is how I these are the people I grew up around. I get them. I understand them. And 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 they're just complaining. I mean, this is this is I know this guy. I don't know him, but I know this guy. And I've known a two million of these guys, even though two million people don't live in my small town. But they're all the same is it's that they can't get their own shit together and blame everyone else for it. And it's got to be these these nebulous things that they have literally no contact with. I mean, in this in this in this guy's defense, he did say like, "I'm not a good person. I'm basically like an alcoholic or whatever he said." Yeah, I mean, like you're not you're you're working overtime and bo- like, listen, we all do to some point, and there is there is there is truth to the as as a group of people, we need to stand up to some of that bullshit and get paid fairly. I think that's across the board everywhere. Well, that sounds, but, and it sounds like you're talking about unionizing. Don't yes, think this guy's going to like that that much. I don't think he will. But yeah, but but at the same time, like, dude, you 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 had the choice. Listen, I'm resentful of this because being from a small town, like small towns like to say they're all about hard work. Mm-hmm. But that hard work only counts if you're dirty. That is true. Like, like, I will tell you that if you work hard to do something that doesn't involve you getting dirty, your small town will not look on you that you've worked hard. 
and 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 it, it's all part of the same mentality of you dude you didn't teach yourself anything yeah, I, I hear you. So this guy, um, the guy that's the manager, though, his, his co-manager, Draven Reif, I believe is how I would if, say that. If you're in West Virginia and you work hard to go be a lawyer, trust me, they ain't celebrating you. You're not, you're not the kind of hard work they care about or want. Can I, can I read what this manager says about meeting him? <laughs> yes. Reif only became aware of Anthony within the past month. A Missouri friend of Reif from the manager's days as a touring musician sent him Anthony's music. Rife knew it was perfect for Radio West Virginia, the YouTube page Rife co-launched in 2018 that highlights unsigned Americana and country musicians from the Virginia, West Virginia region. I listened to Oliver's music and I just knew he was special, Rife tells Billboard. Normally it's okay, this person has a good song and I want to help them out and get them on the channel. With Oliver, I called my friends and family on the way to record him and also on my way back to tell them how special he was. Uh, Personally, I feel like God had a hand in Oliver's music. Me and him, we prayed before the session. Me and him together. We both prayed before we recorded Rich Men of North Richmond. We had an interesting experience the whole weekend. We just felt like it was for a purpose that was way bigger than us. Just two old regular dudes, you know what I mean? In our opinion, God has chosen to speak through Oliver and speak to all Americans through his music all around the world. We've gotten comments from Zimbabwe, every country you can think of. There was not a lot of uh, planning involved. We just knew if we got the video out there, people were going to love the song and it would resonate with a lot of folks. There There's wasn't a lot some, of hate in it. There's a lot of red meat. Yeah, there wasn't some big, massive planning team around this. I had a few friends who helped us push the song out there who has a page called, uh, like my friend who has a page called Country Central. We all coordinated and we all coordinated in Oliver's following as well. We just tried to push it out there all at once with our little group of friends and that's how it happened. Listen, I've only read these lyrics. I haven't heard the song to know if the guy's got a good voice, if he can play guitar. We if, can't like, even play it. No, we can't because thanks, podcasts. But it's you know, I, I it, there could be all of that and just the 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 uh, the ignorance and sort of shitting on other people. Well, let me tell you, this guy has brought in some of the just the upper. He has gotten the attention of some of the upper echelon of shit kickers, like John Rich, um, Randy Travis. Uh, like they're all reaching out, apparently, according to uh, this manager. People. People in the music industry give me blank stares when I brush off $8 million offers, Anthony wrote. We already read that. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is anytime somebody's like, I am speaking for God to all of you, it's like, the fuck you are. Yeah, stop. Speaking of uh, other people who have, you know, been on a righteous crusade, did you see who was spotted with Budweiser light beer? Oh no! Who you know did? who's drinking? Tell, Bud me, it was, Light tell again? me it was John Rich. It was Kid Rock. Kid Rock. He's back. I haven't been this excited about a celebrity reunion since Ben Affleck and J Lo. Okay. <laughs> when I saw Kid Rock with that with that Bud Light can, I thought all's right again. Just think, a mere what is it? Four months ago, you were shooting it up with a gun like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Has and it now been that long? Are, Has it been four months? I don't know. But now here he is drinking it again. Like a normal person who doesn't act like they've been asked to blow somebody when handed a can of Bud Light. <laughs> oh, it's beer. I'll drink that. Yes. Bud Light for when you just want to drink something. But yeah, Kid Rock back spotted having a Bud Light. And you know, like it's all over TMZ. It's on Billboard. It's everywhere. You just know that he, it's one of those things where originally he went too far. Like you, you can't. You can't just go and have, like, I like people to admit their mistakes, but you can't just casually start drinking Bud Light again, Kid Rock. You shot it with guns. I, but are you trying to tell me that these people are just outraged about something in the moment and they don't have true conviction? They just want to hate something and just show, like, like it's not about Bud Light, it's about their hate for something else, and that just happened to be there in the moment? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe that's what's happening. <laughs> I'm just so... So happy about this reunion. Also, I want to go back. If the guy is so much, maybe he's just about God. Maybe he's not a Christian. Maybe he's just about God because, like, isn't feeding the poor, like, a big thing of Jesus's? Not if they're getting too fat, bro. Okay, just check it. They said that. They said that, listen, Jesus. Did Jesus say that? I'll feed you just enough. The body of Christ was basically wow chips. And so... (laughs) 
You didn't. None of Jesus's disciples got fat by eating too much Jesus. You know. Well, that's because they were following him all around everywhere, walking all the you time. You know, for a long time. Can we go through this? Because I still don't think I fully know the whole deal. He he made his body into bread, or he had bread, and he was like, "Pretend this is my body." What's the like? I, I listen. I know more about. Was the he other made out of, of that. Pillsbury Doughboy material? I, I well, isn't that the whole um, the miracle, right? That he fed all the people with like a loaf of bread and one bottle of wine, and it's like, oh, it's a miracle. Isn't that where it came from? I don't know where it came from. I know more the other end of it because I studied history and the 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 debate over transubstantiation. That that's one of the big things between you know Catholicism and Protestantism. Mm, yeah, I definitely want to get into that right now. Um, the I I like the idea of them celebrating him feeding everyone with one bottle of wine because it's kind of like when I used to split a six pack in high school with two friends and that was enough to get us all drunk. Whereas yeah. now it's not. But at the time we'd be like, wow, this is amazing that we made this work. Can you? I finished two beers. Well, I just don't understand. So it's not because there was a time in my life where I thought like Jesus was actually like handing somebody his bicep and they were consuming it like he had cannibal disciples. Well, but that's I think that that's what it is, right? Is if you're Catholic, you actually believe that you are drinking that the minute that the wine and the bread hits your mouth, it turns into Christ and you eat it and swallow it. That's fucking gross. Whereas whereas Protestants believe it's symbolic. I have my wife coming in who went to Catholic school for a little bit. I'm yeah. going to see if she knows anything about this because I think that that could be... Like, I, that's how I've always understood it, that when you do communion and, and, and you, you eat it, it turns into the body and blood of Christ. Because I always think when I'm eating food, my first thought is always, this is going to turn into poop. That's what <laughs> I... I don't think that I say, this is going to be Jesus... So basically, in your mind, every Catholic is a cannibal. I listen. I didn't say that. You said that. But it is. It is like I always wonder if anyone's fully explained to them uh, what it is that that is allegedly happening. Okay. So Sarah's here. Sarah, when you were at Catholic school, did you have to take communion? I heard you say, in your mind, every Catholic is a cannibal. When I was coming up the stairs, so I kind of know where this is going. But sure, ask me. Okay. So like, is the is it like? Jesus's body is the food or he just invented bread like how did the supper where he fed all the people go well that's because he was gonna die that's totally different so when you take communion it's like a metaphor mm-hmm. so when they give you didn't he said like did you just get fucked what's happening no, I just, Why are you I, sweaty I just, just like, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, uh, you do sound I a little out of breath out. I just worked out god um, no, it's supposed to be like, take of my flesh and eat, eat of it. But so I, wait, are you eating his body? I think you're that, like, that's the metaphor is like, it's his flesh. And then the wine is his blood. Ew. I didn't, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not like, I'm not I mean, into you it. Remember what they taught you? Yeah, it was a metaphor. Okay. But when he actually, in the story, in the did story, he, did he have bread or did he like rip off his? No, 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 no. Like in the story. Like I don't think he, I don't think he made a pectoral tortilla. Um, I think in the story, he turned water into wine, and then he turned... Did he turn bread into fish? What? I don't know why I thought you were going to know that. I didn't really. I just figured she's going to say some stupid shit that we'll be able to talk about more. I think he said... I think he turned bread into fish. He turned something into loaves, and I think it was fish. Probably yeast and flour, if I had to guess. No, no, no. He didn't have a fucking convection oven. He was in the middle of the (laughs) desert. Jesus' easy-bake oven. He puts his hand in, and then it's like, ding, and some fresh-baked Jesus comes out. He actually had a bag full of loaves of bread and just didn't tell anybody. Yeah. It was the Jesus Copeel. It's Popeel. Whatever. (laughs) Set it and forget it. But don't forget it, or else you're going to be in the same position we're in right now, where I can't remember it. Wait. What? Oh, yeah. But also, so you you can't help here. I think, no. Okay, so regardless of if he turned fish into bread or bread into fish, what he said was, this fish bread is like (laughs) my flesh. And I'm giving it to you like it's my own flesh. See, Sarah, I told Mark that... that, uh, uh, my understanding of the difference between Protestants and Catholics 
where the Catholics believe that when you eat it, it is it is it transubstantiates into the blood and body of Christ, whereas uh, Protestants are more like, yeah, we this is more like symbolic. Oh, so as a Catholic, I'm supposed to be thinking I'm like gnawing on like a like a bicep. Transubstantiation is the idea that during mass, the bread and wine used for communion becomes the body and blood of Christ. Oh, God. It's central to the Catholic faith. I am literally Googling, did Jesus turn himself into bread? (laughs) Was it fish? fish? I I have to go now, but this was fun. Yeah. Okay. Will you send Simone to Sunday school just to learn all these things? Fucking not. I will not do that. Just for you, just for just for the the content. This is like when I when I when Simone was born. We've talked about this. I was like, does she have to have a christening or something? Do we need to pour some water on her head? And then we never did it. <laughs> but okay. all right. So this one website says that like the idea is that we need the nourishment of Jesus to live our lives, like his. I don't know his teachings or whatever, and that's why he is the bread. He is nourishment. I I really thought he was just like, here's a bunch of wine and here's some bread. Here's some dinner. I'm going to die now, but I did this for you. I have no, like my knowledge, I probably sound like such a fucking idiot right now to anyone that has even a passing knowledge of religion. You see, but that's the thing is I think a lot of people, I think, go through it and do it all the time. But if they if you actually ask them to explain it back, like they're just doing tradition and they don't always fully understand it. And then when you explain it back, you're like, oh, wait, that's why I'm doing that. Yeah, it's like a vampire sacrifice every Sunday. It's not a big deal. No big deal. Totally fine. Um, I sent you a picture from the airport yes. and it was something that just struck me and, and, and just sort of like, really? Like I was disappointed. Okay. What? In Los Angeles. And it's a very Los Angeles thing that there are billboards everywhere for TV shows and for movies and for things like that, but they are not for you to watch the movie. It is for uh, people voting on awards. And it's also largely a vanity play. So that the studio can be like, see, see that you're, you sent me a picture of an ad of Ted Lasso and it was Jason Sudeikis for your, for your consideration for like Emmy voters for lead actor in a comedy series. And really what this exists, in my opinion, twofold, right? One, people who for some reason aren't aware of Ted Lasso may see this and be like, oh, I should vote for Jason Sudeikis or, or they are aware of it and they're like, I'm going to vote for him. I remember loving that show. The other thing. And so that Apple TV can be like, Jason, look how much we love you. We took out all these billboards <laughs> to show. Yes. Yeah. yes. That we, we supported you for the win. Please but do what, season four. Dear God. <laughs> what was shocking to me is that it was a rotating video billboard, right? And mm-hmm. the first one was Jason Sudeikis doing the dance. And it's for your consideration. Jason Sudeikis, best lead actor. Yeah. Right. And then it's for your consideration. Brett Goldstein, best supporting actor. Yep. For your consideration, best supporting actress, Hannah Waddingham. Yeah. For your consideration, best supporting actor, Phil Dunster. For your consideration, best supporting actress, Juno Temple. Yep. Did anything stick out to you in that? There's no best supporting uh, No, nope, act- nope. No, there's, there's no, no lead best actress. actress. Yes. There's no lead actress. And okay. I'm like, wait a minute. So, so you have two lead roles on that show of females and you just didn't. Was it because they didn't want to pick one and they didn't like, I don't understand why Hannah Waddingham or why Juno Temple. Well, weren't they not nominated? Isn't that the issue? Yeah. But who is, don't you have to submit for nomination? Yeah. But didn't they already announce the nominee, the nominees? So therefore they were running the ad. Yeah. But here's the thing. Even if they did submit it, I guess they didn't win. They didn't make it. So can you submit yourself for both lead and supporting? Because what it tells me is that, like, I was just shocked because I'm like, what do you mean there's not a female lead on Ted Lasso? Who is, who would it be? It would be Hannah Waddingham. Maybe. It would, if not, it's, it's, if not, it's Juno Temple. Yeah, I but, mean, or they both have supporting roles because they're both together that would add up to, like, the whole show's about Sudeikis, right? Yeah. And he's definitely, like, there's no, there's no question there. He's the lead actor. So, but they, they both have, Two large supporting actress roles, I guess. I get. I just. I w- wouldn't. You want someone to be the lead? I not I, if I the just show found, doesn't have one. 
but you don't. So you don't think that that at this point, if if I told you that Hannah Waddingham was the lead actress on Ted Lasso, if if Rebecca was you know main character lead actress, you'd be like, no, she's not. Oh, I'd be like, sure, I guess, right? I don't think you'd question it at all if yeah. she was if she was said. But like when you see it as supporting, but if you, actress, but if you said to me. Is she supporting or lead? And I'd say, do I have to choose? You know what I'm saying? Like I, well, I guess if you if you had to say who would be the, would you say there's no lead actress on that show, or that that she would be, or that Juno Temple would be? It's one of those two. Uh, I'm seeing. Can you be a single petition? Okay, I think you can. You cannot, I don't know. I, you cannot, I don't believe, be nominated for both. Okay. So, so, so who Apple, I guess, decided not to, uh, oh, oh, look who's here. I think, nope, that's a, that might be my luggage. You think your luggage is here? Uh, there was a FedEx truck rolling up very slowly in front of the house, but then it pulled away. So maybe it's not. All right. Um, but dude, I, I don't, I just found that very funny. I was very shocked that they didn't nominate. One of those who both deserve. Who's the both. best supporting actor on our show? Are we both leads? I think I think we're both leads. Yeah. Oh. Although I don't think you can do that. No, you can have. There's been people that two leads nominated from the same before, right? Because haven't Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin? I guess. Yeah. Would have been nominated as leads and not not supporting. When are the Emmys? Are those happening or are they delayed? Because of I the think strike? they delayed the Emmys. This could have been Golden Globes, too. No, what? Golden Globes? The Emmys are... I don't know when they are. The, they're supposed... The 75th Emmys were supposed to be this year, and I don't know when they are. Oh, I did see that they got delayed. Monday, January 15th? Year. They moved yeah. them to January? Yeah. Oh, I don't think the strike's going to be done by then. I don't think so, either. I mean, maybe it'll be done, but they're not going to be pumping out new content. They're I guess that's gonna, all they need, though. Yeah, they're just going to be like, hey, uh, here's a bunch of shows from two years ago at this point. <laughs> I, I was just I was just very taken back and shocked by that because they could probably just have easy, as easily made both of them lead actress, and they should be. I, I just didn't find them. I appreciate you speaking out for what sounds to be this is Ryan's moment of female empowerment, and he thinks they should be recognized as lead actresses as opposed to lead actors. Or supporting. supporting. I was just very taken by that. When I saw that, I'm like, well, who's going to be the... And I'm like, wait a minute, there is no lead actress? I don't... I, 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 I don't know. I had no insight into this process, but I'm sorry that it, it struck you as such. Okay, I just wanted to say... Anyway, Ryan, do you have any thoughts before we get out of here for today? No, that's it. All right. Well, I hope you get your bags back. Follow us on social media at Mashup Ryan, at Show at Mark Zito. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.